All right, today's daf is daf Tes Vav, page 15. In the Halakha Masechah's Babakam, we pick up six lines from the top of the Amud. Two dots. We said in the Mishnah, various, remember we, Rashi just says, the Gemara is going to explain all this. But if you look back at the Mishnah on the top of Yud Dalit Amud Beis, on the top of yesterday's Daf on Amud Beis, let's just learn through the Mishnah again. Shum Kesef, the valuation of Kesef, Shava Kesef, okay, so you evaluate Kesef, you, know, you always pay money, you don't pay the item. Shava Kesef is you have a lien on the property. Bifnei Bezdin, it has to be in front of a, a Bezdin that has specific smicha for the laws of finances, for the laws of Dayanis. The Alpi Edim, and it has to be with kosher witnesses as opposed excluding an Eved Kanani and an Avaidas Kachavim. The Bnei Chayrin, Bnei Bris, Vanoshim Bechlal Nezek. And we said women are included in the laws of damages. Okay? So that's where our Mishnah is going to, that's where our Gemara is going to pick up. What do you mean women are included in the laws of damages? What's, uh, what's this part of the Mishnah referring to? Vanoshim Bechlal Nezek, says the Gemara Benonimili. What is the source for women having the same halacha as a man? Now, I want to just pause for a moment and look at the question. The question could be viewed one of two ways. One way you could view the question is, Menon Emili, how do I know that women are like men in the areas of finances? When it comes to other areas of halacha, they're not necessarily like men. That's one way to view it. Another way to view it is the opposite direction. Why would I think women are any different? You find time-bound mitzvahs, women are different, but why over here? Uh, unless you're excluding women in some area of financial obligation somewhere else, why would I think this is otherwise? Okay, so there's, that's either way, the Gemara, the, the Menani Mili, I'm just pointing out, is a broad question. It's a broad question. Like, how do I know anything on this topic? All right. Amar Rav Yudah, Rav says the name of Rav, Achein Tante Beir Bishmol, learned in Yeshiva, Rabbi Shmol as well, Omar Kru. Says in the Pasuk, Isha when a man or woman, Kiyasu Mikol Chatois, who does any one of these sins, this is referring to an area where somebody sins falsely in the areas of finances. The Torah says, whether it's a man or woman, they have the same halacha when it comes to who has to swear, when, who has to bring a sacrifice, and so on and so forth. So you see, by finances, Hishva Hakoshov, Isha Leish, Lechol Einshim Shabbatayr. Men and women are exactly the same when it comes to an einish in the Torah, a consequence of the Torah. And areas of finances are consequential, that they have, they have consequences, right? You damage, you're obligated to pay. You get damaged, somebody else needs to pay you. These are the mishpatim, the financial laws that you put in front of all them. Also another source you find in the Torah when it comes to Financial matters, men and women, as long as we're adults, are the same. If an ox killed a man or a woman, that ox is obligated in the death penalty. Same thing. Okay? And I need all three sources that were mentioned. Again, what are the three sources? Number one, when it comes to Isha Isha Kiyasu Mikol Chatais. The next one we said is Ve'ilah Mishpatim Asher Tosim Lefneim and Ve'hemis Isha Isha. Okay, we have three sources tell us that men and women have the same halachas when it comes to the financial areas. Now, why do I need three different sources? 
to teach me this. One should suffice. Says the Gemara Utrichi, I need all three sources. The Ashbina Kamaisa, if only would have said the first one, which is Isha Isha Kiyasum we call Chatois. Um, I would say Dear the Torah has mercy on her So that she should have an atonement yeah, What is it referring to when somebody swears falsely About whether they, something was deposited by them Or, or uh, th- there's a, some area of denial And she swears falsely She brings a carbon ashram It says men or women both bring a carbon ashram says, Let me tell you something When you're obligated to bring a carbon ashram a, uh, in Asham, which is a, a, a type of sin offering, that's an atonement. It's a gift. It's a gift. See, sometimes people do things that are so bad, you don't even have that opportunity. From the fact that we're giving her an opportunity, I would say, there, it's a gift. It's an, it's an opportunity that she could bring a carbon and have a kapara. We have mercy on her that she could do a chuva on this. Avodinim. When it comes to monetary areas of Allah, not a sacrifice, ish devarmaso matanin, I would say, men who are usually the ones who are in, heavily involved in business, they, they're the ones who are all in on these halachas, ishalai, but a woman who's not normally on the front lines of business, uh, who says that the responsibilities are the same as a man when it comes to financial consequences? And if I only would have said that women and women are the same when it comes to business, ki I would say, well, everybody needs to get involved in business. Granted, men do it, you know, it's the man's responsibility to bring finances to the home. He's the one who writes the ksuba, not the woman. However, the, uh, every, every person, every human being, let's say she's not married, or let's say she is married and, and he's not bringing enough, or let's say he's bringing enough and they want more. So in order to have a parnasa, women do go out there and work. When it comes to a kapara, ishtavar mitzvah in, I would say a, a man who has included in all the mitzvahs, he's the one who has the carbon asham, ishtavar mitzvah loy, but a woman's not. And therefore, I got to tell me that men and women are the same when it comes to the asham sacrifice by a denial of oath, and they're the same when it comes to finances. Now, there was also a third source telling me that men and women are the same, so let's get into that. They would only told me. These areas of a carbon asham and finances, I would say, women are included same as men because they also need an atonement from the carbon asham. And they're included the same as men because they also need to earn a livelihood. When it comes to killing, when an axe kills a person, I would say, the owner of the axe has to pay a kaifer by killing a man, not a woman, because a man has to keep all 613 mitzvahs. But maybe by a woman, it's not the same kapara. Because a woman's not obligated in all 613, because she's put there from the, from the uh, commandments. Maybe it's a different responsibility, a different consequence on the owner of the axe. There's a loss of life, so we include a woman. Therefore, bottom line is, each area of halacha has their own unique chiddush. Again, the first pasuk referring to the denial of oath is telling me they're the same by kapara, as far as even atonement. The second pasuk by finances teaches me they're the same when it comes to financial responsibilities and uh, because a woman needs to earn a, a parnasa. And the third area is telling me that when it comes to death, when it comes to killing, it's the same for men and women, even though there's different areas of, of uh, mitzvah responsibilities between men and women. Okay? Beautiful. Says the Gemara Vaiter. 
Then the Mishnah said, and again, this was also very cryptic when we learned the Mishnah. Then the Mishnah said, both the Nizik and the Mazik, the, dam- the victim and the damager, are included in payment. Both the victim and the damager are included in payment. What does that mean? Shkoyach. Shkoyach. Who else are you paying? The treasury? What, 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 what does this mean? Says the Gemara. Itmar, we learned. Palga nizka. Oh, here you go. Ready for this? When my axe damages, and it's a tam, it's a tam axe, so there's no assumption that it's going to damage. The halacha is, I need to pay this half damage. They pay half damage when it comes to karen. So my animal damages with its horn, it's a tam, what do I pay? Half. Here's the Gemara's question. This is a shas sugya. Here we go. What is the half payment? Is that payment a compensation payment? Or is it a fine? And think why both approaches make sense. Let me tell you something. If it's a compensation payment, why in the world am I paying half? How's that compensation? You broke my window, that cost $500. You're paying me half, you're paying me $250. That's compensation? One approach is, yeah. It's partial compensation. The other approach is, no. It's not due to compensation. If my animal's a short time, unexpected to damage, I don't, need to, I don't need to pay you financially as far as damages are concerned. Rather, the Torah tells me, I need to pay a fine equal to whatever the damage was, half. Half of whatever the damage was. How do I evaluate the fine? Half of whatever the damage was. But the actual payment of $250 for the window, when it was damaged in a way of keren, and it was damaged in a way of horn, says the Gemara, let's learn this inside, when you pay half damages, Rav Papa Omar Mimayna, Rav Papa says, this is a real financial payment. Rav Huna Omar, no, Knossa, it's a fine. Let me ask you a question. Who cares? There's a number of differences. The primary one, Rashi says right away, is when I admit to a fine, I'm off the hook. Maida beknas potter. If there's a fine and I walk into Bezin and say, by the way, you know, I did something, Bezin doesn't make me pay. If it's a fine, if I walk into Bezin and say, listen, I damaged somebody, of course Bezin's going to make me pay. So according to Rav Papa, who says the half damage is financial payment, is compensation, even if I walk into Bezdin and say, yeah, it was me, I still need to pay half. But according to Rav Hunabri, Rav Yeshua, I don't need to pay half. Because I admitted to a fine. So that's the, the, a big practical difference in how you view the payment itself. Understand? It's half damages. How is half damage a compensation? Let's get into this. Huh? I know. If you, you're saying, if, if I break somebody's window. Yeah. My axe, my axe. Your axe. Break okay. someone's window in a way of current. But intentionally, it's like I 
Okay, but I, yeah, but I, I wasn't negligent, and this animal was a tam, so it's unexpected for it to damage. Oh, you weren't. It wasn't negligent. No, saying. no. Okay, I thought you were talking about. No, negligence. my ox, for whatever reason, just acted up. Oh. Usually, my kid's a nice kid. For some reason, in Schnooks, he went nuts. Wanted a donut. So that's what you mean by intel, in, yeah. in, in, intentional. Correct. Correct. Okay. But not negligence. So here we go. The Gemara is going to explain the Machlekes. Rav Papa, Amar Meminer, Rav Papa says that the half damage is a financial payment. Kosovar, he says, Stam Shvarim, Lav He says a regular ox is not considered constantly guarded, which means it's not fully domesticated. Ubedinhu, Deboy Lashalome Kule. And therefore, really, when my ox damages in a way of Karen, I should be obligated to always pay full. But the Torah minimized the payment, the Akati Loyad Tura, because it's not yet a Mu'ad. Meaning, you know, some animals are very timid, other animals are vild. You have some animals that are timid with the expectation to be vild. Sounds like us, <laughs> right? So people, humans, are very often the same thing. So the Torah says like this, if your ox damages in a way where it, it's, not all, it's not considered fully watched, it's not a timid animal. So there is an element of responsibility on me if it damages. So really I should pay full. But the Torah says, eh, it hasn't established a track record of doing this, so we'll just make the payment half. So that's where a Papa says, it's a financial payment. How's a financial, how, how's paying half a financial payment? Excuse me. Says your papa, it's a financial payment. We just need the, the, the tire is merciful on the owner of the ox because, like, we kind of like understand where you're coming from. Okay. He says, no, the whole thing's fine. I says, I'll tell you why. An ox is a, is considered a domesticated animal. A domesticated animal is considered guarded. And therefore, if my ox damages, I shouldn't have to pay anything. The rule is, if I guard, listen to this, if I guard my animal, we didn't get here yet in the Masechta, but it is important to know, if I guard my property and something strange happens and it damages, I'm not responsible. It's an accident. It's an illness. If I do whatever I need to do, I, I, I put my tractor in my backyard, close the fence, a hurricane, tornado, whatever. Shows up, and next thing I know, the fence goes crashing down, and my tractor in the backyard gets thrown into somebody else's property. It's an inus. You guard it. You did what you had to do. You're not obligated. It, it's it's uh, who's going to compensate the guy? Nobody. It's nebuch. That's what sometimes things your stuff breaks, and it's it's due to natural causes, whatever it is. But you you, you can't put the responsibility on the owner of the tractor for flying out of the field when an unexpected tornado comes through. So he says the whole thing's a fine because oxen are considered guarded. You shouldn't pay anything. However, but the terrorist still finds him. The terrorist said you should have been more careful. So listen to this. Incredible. According to the first approach, notice, Rav Papa, when my ox damages, I should really pay full, but the terrorist is nice. According to Rav Huna, I should really pay nothing, but the terrorist is not nice to me. 
There he says, really, you shouldn't pay nothing, but you should know we're still going to find you. You could have been more careful. You could have been more careful. You should have been more careful. Now, who's right? So, let's get into this. Now we're going to quote our Mishnah to explain what it means. Both the damager and the victim are included in Tashlumen and payment. Let me ask you a question. Is payment called financial payment or is that a fine? What would you say? Financial payment. Says the Gemara, this is going to be our proof. Listen to this. According to Rav Papa, who says that half payment is a financial payment, that's how the damaged party is also paying. Listen closely. Listen closely. You hop what's happening? According to Rav Papa, I should really have paid everything, but now I only pay half. According to this, listen closely, when my animal damages with Karen, I pay half. Who's going to pay the other half? The victim, because he's taking a loss on the other half. And that's what it means. Both the damager and the victim are included in the compensation payment. My ox damaged a $500 window. I'm paying two fifty. Who's paying the other 250? The victim. He's taking a 250 loss. I'm taking a 250 loss. We're both included in the compensation. That's what it means in our Mishnah. Yeah? Beautiful. However, but according to Ravuna, who says that really half damage is just a fine and I shouldn't have to pay anything really. Hashad Labdidei Shakil. How could you say that he's involved in the payment? There's no payment. There's, there's no monetary payment over here. <coughs> so what do we have a proof from our Mishnah? Says the Gemara that half payment is financial. And we also now understand what does it mean? He said, how can a victim pay? The answer is by taking a loss on what he otherwise was entitled to. Says the Gemara, no, not a proof. Lainitzcha, the the Mishnah is dealing with lipchas nevela. Maybe it's dealing with the loss of value of the carcass. Meaning, that's where the victim's going to take the loss, and that's where his part of the payment is going to come in. The Gemara is saying like this: Don't tell me that in order for a victim to be included in the payment, it has to be. That there should have been full payment And he's only getting paid half So he's taking a half loss He says no let me tell you There's other costs involved In your animal being damaged And one of them is The loss of value of the carcass So Let's move from where my ox broke a window To a case where my ox killed another ox So my ox gores another ox and kills it That other ox was worth $500 I Need to pay half. I have to pay two fifty. How do I pay back the two fifty? So remember, we learned before that the dead carcass, whatever value is there, is considered part of the payment. So if I owe the guy two fifty, I owe the victim two fifty, and the carcass is worth fifty, I only need to pay two hundred now. Now here's the deal. What happens if the value of the carcass goes down? 
the damager could say to the victim, that's your loss. I mean, it, w- it was worth $50 at the time that my axe killed it. I'm going to use, that's your payment. You, you didn't take it by then. You let it sit around for two weeks and start to depreciate in value. That's your own problem. I still only need to pay you 200 Says the Gemara, maybe that's what it means the victim takes part in the payment. Not that he's taking the loss on the 250 Maybe part of the payment means he wasn't really entitled to more than half. But it's still called his included in the payment in that if there's a loss of the carcass value, that's on him. Maybe that's what it means. Hence, there's no proof from this statement that half damages is memaina. It really could be a knas. I, if it's a knas, how can you tell me the victim's taking part in the payment? Because if there's a loss of value, even the, even the knas is going to be lower. It says more, we already learned earlier in the Mishnah, when it comes to paying for damage, the owner is so that can't be the Kiddush over here. We already, already know that, Allah. We don't already know it. One part of the mission is dealing with an animal which is a tam. Again, an animal that has not yet established a pattern of goring. Another one is dealing with a muad where the ox has established a pattern of goring. And then we're saying in either case, the victim takes the loss of carcass. Why? Utsricha, I need to tell me in both cases, both by a tam and by a muad. If the mission would have taught me that by a tam, when my animal, this is its first time, goring kills your animal, you're the one who needs to deal with the loss of value of the carcass. I would say, Misham Bakati We don't put so much responsibility on the damaging owner. So we say the victim has to deal with the dead carcass and take the loss. But let's say my animal is already a muad. Now, if my animal is a muad, that's negligence already on my part if it damages again. It's established a pattern of terror. Terrible. So I would say, maybe by a muad, lie. Maybe, you know who should have to deal with the dead carcass? The damager. Throw the book at him. Your animal's a muad. And it's still damaging? Forget about it. You're responsible for everything. You gotta deal with the carcass. You gotta deal with this. Therefore, it's gotta tell me also the case that, no, it's always on the victim to deal with it, even by a muad. Says Gamar, what about the other way? Maybe I should just say the case where, my, where the ox is a muad. The victim needs to deal with it, and I would know that by a time also, he needs to deal with it. Again, if the victim has to deal with it, even though the damaging owner is responsible with his animal being a muad, we should say that certainly the victim should have to deal with it if the damaging owner, if the if the owner of the animal was was only a, if, if the animal, the damaging animal was only a tam. Says Gemara, if being a muad, we shouldn't become a shalim kule. I would say, listen, the ox is paying full. When the ox pays fulls, maybe that's when the victim has to deal with the carcass. Avol tam, aim alive, but we're only paying half damage. I would say that the damaging party shouldn't have to deal with it. Bottom line is, says the Gemara, either way, whether my animal that damaged was a tam, whether my animal that damaged was a muad, it's on the owner of the victim animal to deal with the carcass. Okay. Bottom line. Bottom line. Let's keep an overview of the sugya. We started out by saying, when you pay half payments, is it a knas, is it a fine, or is it a financial penalty? We have a machlaikas. We tried proving it's a financial penalty, because it says, our mission says, hanizik v'amazik petashlumen, that's how the nizik is taking part. Says the Gemara, that's not a proof, because it could be the nizik takes part by the loss of carcass. We don't know yet, we have no proof, it still remains a machlaikas. How to view half payment? Okay, so let's keep going. 
Tashma. Let's try to prove who is correct from the following Mishnah. What is the difference between a Tam and a Mur? Okay. Now this Mishnah that we're quoting right here is tomorrow's Daf. So what's the difference between an animal that's a Tam and an animal which is a Mur? It says the Mishnah, A Tam, if it damages, has to pay half the value from its own body. I want to explain what this means. This means like this. My ox is worth $100. It kills your ox that's worth $500. How much do I need to pay? If I'm paying half damage... How much am I paying? Two fifty. You following me? So far, so good. Here's the chiddush. Ready for this? Says the Mishnah. If your ox is worth a hundred and of course ox is worth five hundred, you're not going to end up paying two fifty, because the only value that the damaging owner has to pay up until is the value of the body of the ox that gored. Which means, my goring ox is worth 100, kills your ox worth 500. You know what I'm going to give you? My ox, and that's it. I don't need to pay you the full 250. Because I only need to pay you with the body of the damaging ox. And if the damaging ox's body is worth less than half of what it damaged, you're not going to end up even paying half. You're shaking your head, why? Why does that make any sense? Good. So we're going to learn that it's Xeris Akasov. The Torah says that um, uh, the Torah says that v'chitzay uh, es v'chatzu v'chatzu es kaspay v'chatzu es kaspay means that you're going to split up the money of the actual animal, the damaging animal, which means that you only deal with the actual bodies of the animal. You don't deal with anything else. If the owner is a tam, if if the owner, the owner of a tam animal, I keep saying the owner is a tam. Owner is not a tam. The the owner of the tam animal, the only payment that you have a right to go to is the animal. You have no right to go to his bank accounts or his fields when the animal is a tam. That's it's gonna it's unique as eris akasif. So half is really you have to qualify that by saying a tam pays half only if the tam had the value. Of half. If there's ever less than that, you're not even going to pay half. Okay? But if your animals are more than damages, you're going to pay Nezek Shalim from anything. You have to pay full damages from anything. Vimisa says, now one second, ready for this. Vimisa, I'll prove to you that Tom damage is financial payment. You know why? Because we said, what's the difference between a tam and a mu'ad? Where the victim could collect from. Could he only collect from the body? Or could he collect from anything? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you another difference that we should have said. A mu'ad, you pay financially. And a tam, you pay as a knas. And therefore, if there's an admittance of the owner, he's not going to pay anything. That's a big difference between a tam and mu'ad. A tam, you can get off the hook by saying, my animal killed. That's a big difference between tam and mu'ad. It must be that a tam payment is not a knas. Because otherwise, the mission should have listed that as a big difference. 
between Tam and Muad. That one of you admit you're off the hook, and one of you admit you're not off the hook. Why didn't we say that? Says the Gemara, eh, ton of a shire. We left out a few things. Don't worry about it. My shire, the high shire. What else is left out? Shire chatsi kaifer. A half kaifer payment of tam. We know that when a muad kills um, a, a person, the owner pays full kaifer. When a, a, a just additional atonement payment, when a tam kills, you don't pay half kaifer. You don't pay half payment. That's another difference. Kaifer, and we didn't even mention that. So it says the Mishnah, we were just listing one, we're not listing every Allah. That's not considered left out. He holds that a Tam does pay half Kaifer, and therefore that's not going to be a, a proper difference between the two. And therefore, says the Gemara, you have no proof still. We don't know whether half payment is a Knas or half payment is a financial payment. Says the Gemara, Toshmat, let's try to learn it from here. Top of Amad Beis, Tasvav Amad Beis. Next case, here we go. Himishari es A guy walks into Bez and he says, My ox killed Yankel. Aishari es Or it killed Yankel's ox. Harizim Mishalim Apiatsmoim. He pays. Malav bitam. Doesn't this mean even by a tam? <laughs> what does it say? Guy walks into Bez and he says, My ox killed. My ox damaged. What's Allah? Need to pay. What's this a proof? That it's not a, it's not a fine. Because if it would be a fine, you're off the hook when you admit to a fine. It must be a financial penalty. Because we're obligating you even when you're the one who walked into Bezd. Says Gemara, no, lie Maybe you're dealing with one, you're a moor who walked into Bezd, you got to pay. But maybe if your animal was a tam, you wouldn't need to pay. According to you, if I own a tam and I walk into Bezd and I say, hey, Bezd, my tam damaged, what would be the Allah? You can tell me you're off the hook. If that's true, at Tony Sefer, the end of that Mishnah says, If my ox killed this guy's servant, then he doesn't pay the penalty of the 30. Let the Mishnah just stick with our case and say, You don't got to move on to an Evid. You just have to say, When is this Allah true that you're obligated to pay? The entire Mishnah is dealing with Muad. And, um, and therefore, we're not mentioning Tom. Okay, bottom line. Again, keeping a view on the overarching idea. What are we trying to prove? Whether the payment is a financial penalty, uh, is, a, is a fine, whether it is a financial payment, we still don't know. We thought it was, oh, look, you go walk at the bezin, obligate yourself. It must be a financial payment. It says, no, that whole mission is dealing with a muad. We want to know by a Tom, by half damage, and that we don't know for sure the mission is talking about. Hence, we still have no proof. What is the status of a Tom payment when you pay half? We don't know yet. So let's keep going. Toshma, let's try to prove it from here. Zach Cloud, this is the rule. Anybody pays more than what he damaged. You never pay when you admit by yourself. Okay, it's like this. If I'm ever paying more than what I damaged, sometimes you got to pay more than what you damaged. Okay? Somebody kills somebody's Evan Kanani. You got to pay the value of the Eved plus a 30 shekel penalty. Right? You gotta, you're paying different than with them. So that extra payment, you never pay when you admit to it. My This seems to imply that when you pay, when you're paying, and you haven't yet paid full compensation, then even if you admit, you are going to pay. So you see that Chatsi Nezek damages of a, of Karen, which uh, uh, even when your animal's a Tam, it's considered payment. 
It's not considered a knas. Because if it would be a knas, I shouldn't have to pay even when it's less than full damages. It means if it's as much as you damage, then you would pay even when you admit, and it could be a financial penalty. What if it's less? You're going to tell me that you don't pay at all? He said, this is the rule. When it's more, then you don't pay when you admit. You say whoever doesn't pay as much as he damages, which implies either way. He says, proof. Here we go. Bottom line, halacha. We now have a proof. We want to know. Half payment. Is it a fine or is it compensation? What's the answer? It's a fine. It's a fine. The hilchas of palganizka knasa. And the halacha is palganizka is a knas. Okay? Says the Gemara. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I said this wrong. Uh, back up. <laughs> Tiyufta means. Tiyufta means that it's got to be a financial payment. Let me explain. Let me explain. What would be the halacha if you're paying less than what you damaged? Less than what you damaged. You're going to say that you don't pay at all? That's not possible because look at the Mishnah. The Mishnah says when you pay more than what you damage, then if you admit you don't pay it. Which seems to imply whoever does not pay as much as he damaged. You, you should have said that. If you don't pay as much as you damage, that's when you're putter for, for admitting. Why did it say more? Why doesn't it say the same? If you say the same, it implies... If you say the same, if you pay, if you admit to the, the same or more, you're off the hook. But the mission doesn't say it like that, and therefore it's got to be that it's a payment. This is what I should have said. It's this is a proof that half damage is memaina. It's mamisha payment. Otherwise, you should be off the hook. Tiyufta. It's a it's a upslug. It's a refute on the one who says a knas. Says the Gemara of the Hokus of Pagodes You should know it's a knas. Says the Gemara, it doesn't make sense. You just told me it's money. And now you tell me it's a knas. Make up your mind. Tiyufta of the Hokus says the Gemara, yeah, in time of my Havit Tiyufta, what was the whole upslug? What was the whole refute? Uh, how do you refute it? It seems like Katani Kumaisha Hizik, because the mission didn't word it in a way where it says when you don't pay as much as you damaged. That's not a, that's not a raya. Leipzig Alei. We would say that maybe the, the Tana didn't want to be Paisikit, didn't want to write it like that, that, you know. If you pay the same, also it would be the same. Maybe Dafka stayed away from that. Keep on because there's other areas of half damage. For example, half damage of Chiris, even though it's half payment, it's still called financial damage. Like a tani, different. The Tana didn't want to say, you know, uh, less. He only wanted to talk about more. That's for sure a Knas. He didn't want to say everything else. Okay. So the Gemara is saying, you know, even though you had a strong question, we're still not poskening like that. So we, we want to stick with that the halacha is, it is a, uh, we want to stick, the halacha is, it's a knas. It says the Gemara of Hashtam Repaganes Kishnasi, that will be said that the half damage is a, is a, is a fine. Hai Imri. If you have a dog that killed and ate up a sheep. Vishunah Docha together, or a cat that ate a chicken. Mishunah Hu Bava. So we say that is Mishunah, it's, it's unusual. It's different, and it's uh, and something that's mishuna. Th- that type of payment is not made in bavel. When it comes to knas, you needed to have a certain amount, uh, uh, a certain type of bezdin that could enforce a knas, which didn't exist in bavel. Vahani bili birav rive, and this is only true 
And you have a bigger animal that went and killed a smaller animal. But if it's a, if it's a small one, then that, that is the norm. And therefore, if since it will be norm for these animals to go kill a smaller animal, it would fall under the area of Shane and Regal, or Shane specifically. And that would certainly, Shane, everybody agrees, is a monetary payment, is not a fine. Monetary payments, of course, we obligate outside of Eretz Yisrael. It's only a knas payment that you need a specific type of Vezdin, and that was only done in Eretz Yisrael. Nowadays, we don't pass it on knas, right? We don't give people fines, but a Vezdin will go and find somebody financially uh, obligated. The halacha is that if the victim took the, 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 took the uh, dog or the cat, uh, we're not going to take away from him. And if the victim says, you know, let's go to Eretz Yisrael, and we'll, t- we'll take it up with a Bezdin there, we'll set a date, and if the damager doesn't show up to Bezdin with his summons, we'll put him in Kherim for not showing up. There's a Kherim for not showing up to, uh, to Bezdin when you're summoned, and either way, we put him in, in Kherim until, um, until the uh, damaging animal, dangerous animal, is lying around Midr of Nassim. How do we know that it's forbidden to own a dog, a Kelavra Besech Besa? You're not allowed to own a dog that is um, that is a, a bad dog. It scares people. It scares animals, scares people, scares society. And also you're not allowed to have anything in your property. That the, the, this example is a weak ladder, but anything in your property that people could get hurt on. Okay? Yeah? should not be a place where blood is spilled in your house. What do you learn from here? Both physically and emotionally. Our home should be a place where people are secure. They shouldn't be nervous when they sit on our chair that the chair is going to plop over. They shouldn't be concerned when they walk into our house they're going to hear uh, statements that are uh, embarrassing, it applies to guests, it applies to our children, it applies to our friends, it applies to our spouse, it applies to everybody. Like Tassim Domim Halavai, we should have homes where both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and in all areas, there's no blood that's spilled in our house. Okay. Zot, the next mission. What, what, what's the point of all the... Uh-huh. The, what's the point of this last the piece? The last piece, because it, it, it comes up because the, the Mishnah had said that whenever you're going to have a knas payment, knas payments weren't paskened on outside of Eretz Yisrael. It was only paskened on in Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara had said that if somebody in Bava wants to take the damaging party to a Bezdin in Eretz Yisrael, he has a right to do so. And if the damaging party doesn't want to show up, then we'll put him in Kherim. We'll put him in Kherim because he's obligated. To, uh, to respond to a summons in Besdin. And either way, the Gemara had said, whether or not he shows up to Besdin, the dog or the cat that killed the sheep and chicken need to be gotten rid of. Because you're not allowed to have an animal, you're not allowed to have a kelavra, you're not allowed to have any sort of uh, dangerous animal inside your house. It's usr, it's against halacha. This halacha should be more known, especially in a city like St. Louis, where a very high percentage of people have animals. If your animal is a, is a dangerous animal and, and is, uh, is scary, it's usher. It's, uh, you're, not allowed to, 
You're not allowed, you're not allowed to have a, a, a kel of rods in, in your house. You know, you're not allowed to have inside your house. Huh? Anything that's dangerous. It's anything. Like some dumb besecha. As long as, if it's dangerous, you're not allowed to. If it's, if it's domestic, if it's domesticated, right? If you have a trained dog, it's something else. But some dogs are naturally untrained. You can't, you can't train them. And it's not, it's really not simple that people, uh, that people own such animals. Chamisha, tam v'chamisha mawadim. There's five situations where the animal is considered a tam and five situations where an animal is considered a muad. Meaning, ways of damage. There's five ways of damage that's going to pay half, five ways of damage that pays full automatically. If an animal damages by goring, pushing, biting, crouching, or kicking, it, the owner only pays half damage. Okay? The first three times. When an animal damages in a way of shame, in a way of pleasure or benefit, so then it's going to pay full damage. And what's considered shame? When it damages in a way that's fit for it. All right? So my animal uh, eats tomatoes. That's regular. So I'm going to have to pay full. That's shame. Haregal, what's considered regal damage? To break things in a way of normal walking, Bashar Muad. And also an animal that's already been established as a board for goring, crouching, kicking, biting, uh, and uh, pushing. So once it happens, it's developed a pattern. Also, it's going to pay full. Bashar Mazik, Nizik. Also, if my ox gores your ox, and I had no right to be there, it was the victim's property, I need to pay full. And a person as well always pays full damages. It's called Adam Muad La'ilam. A person is always considered to be a muad. Okay. Hazaev, a wolf, ari, a lion, dove, a bear, nomer, leopard, bardalus, um, some sort of hyena maybe, vahanachash or a snake, harei, elu muadim, these are automatically considered a muad. These are wild animals and if you have any of these or you're responsible for any of these damaging, you will pay full. Rabbi Lazar, Aymer, Rabbi Lazar says, Bizman shehem b'nei tarbais, when they're domesticated in muadim, they're not going to be a, uh, it's not going to be a muad. It means if you if you train them to be domesticated, but a snake is always going to be a muad. Since we said a shame is when an animal damages in a way of pleasure, in a way of benefit, it's considered a muad. We're done with the damage with the the victim's yard. But we said an animal is not considered a muad. You're going to pay half. Even though it's in the victim's yard, money. Whose opinion is this? Rabbanis, the opinion of Rabbanan. Even if my animal goes into the nizik's property, the, dam- the victim's property, and I have no right to be there, but it damages the victim's property in an unusual way, I don't need to pay full. I pay half. A masefa. Uh, uh, but say the sefa. Shoram wood, only when you have a muad axe. The shoram azim shus anizik va'adam. Va'adam. Are you going to uh, are you going to uh, pay full? Says the Gemara. Ason the Rebbe Tarfin. This following the opinion of Rebbe Tarfin. Namar Mashon Akerem Bachatzer Nizik Nizik Shalim Hu Dimashalim. So it's going to come out the beginning of the Mishnah, which says you pay half damages. Again, <clears throat> the the ox went into the victim's property and damaged in an unusual way. The Rabbanon say you pay half. Rebbe Tarfin says you pay whole. 
it seems, says the Gemara, Reisha Rabbanu, a Sefer Reb Tarfin. The beginning of our mission seems to be Rabban, and the end seems to be Reb Tarfin. Says the Gemara, in, yeah, let's talk about what it is. To Amar Le Shmuel Rav Yudah, Shmuel said to Rav Yudah, Shinna, Sharp One, Shvuk Mastisin, Vasa'a Baroi, leave the Mishnah, Vasa'a Basroi, and follow my interpretation. Means, you gotta, you gotta stick with one, with one approach. Reisha Rabbanan, Vesefer Reb Tarfin, the only way for this Mishnah to make sense is if we establish the Reisha to be, according to Rabbanan, again, who say that you pay half damage if it damages in an unusual way in the victim's property, and the safe is going to be following Reb Tarfin, who says that you pay full damage. So, again, one way to, it seems to be a contradiction in the Mishnah. One way we're answering the contradiction is by saying it's the Machlekes. Part of it is the Rabbanan, part of it is Reb Tarfin. We're going to hold it here for today, and by tomorrow, Matzi Shabbos, will come up with another approach of how to understand the contradiction between whether you're going to pay half damages or full damages. Maybe it's not necessarily a machlaikas. We'll try to come up with a new approach tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.